Welcome to the Plant-Centered and Thriving Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Kitchens. I'm a plant-based registered dietitian and virtual nutrition mentor. I was raised on an Angus cattle farm, grew up with a lot of GI issues, and used the power of plant-based eating to promote healing. Here, you'll find inspiration, ideas, and encouragement for your own plant-based journey. I'm so thrilled you're here today. Let's get started. Welcome to the show, Plant Center listener. My name is Ashley. And I'm Katie. And we're together. We're together. (laughs) We are so thankful you're here. We're so thankful you're listening. If this is your first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so grateful for you. If you are a returning listener, we uh, just appreciate you so much. So thank you for being here. We've got a lot of new ones, a lot of yes. new listeners out there from all over the place. So very exciting. Yes, very exciting. So this is the fifth episode of our five episode series with the Vegan Strong Plant Built team interviewing the founders and interviewing some of the athletes. And Katie, it's a few days away at this point. <laughs> if I were you, I would be so nervous. I am. But... <laughs> How are you feeling? Just a few, few days. Yeah, away. so Thursday. So we leave on Thursday, October fifth, and the competition, everything really goes is going on this weekend. So I am competing on the CrossFit team, and <laughs> our events, from what I understand, are on Saturday and Sunday. But I can't quite tell if it's one day or two days. But they listed both dates, so I'm not sure what we're doing, but. I wish I was going. I'm going to be so proud. I want to wear face paint. I want t-shirts made. I want t-shirt cannons. I just want to be there uh, <laughs> cheering her on. So if you're on social media, give her some, give her some, give her some hype. No, thank you. <laughs> yep. I'm definitely a mixture of nerves and excitement. I just can't wait to meet everybody. Uh, this interview today with Jamal was just really incredible. And I think we are both kind of getting each other hyped up for what's to come. Uh, so he's going to be competing in the bodybuilding section because there's like lots of different sports at the Mr. America event, which I know we've talked about before. So yeah. Jamal today, our interviewee, he is competing in bodybuilding, which is exciting. Yeah. Say representing the plant-based team. How yeah. does that feel? I'm very exciting. I feel very privileged. Uh, definitely, it's going to be a tough couple days competition-wise, but I think everything outside of that will just be so much fun to be able to connect with like-minded people and talk to people about plant-based protein. Yes. <laughs> Last year, there was this like, they did this like slow-mo intro of the team, like walking through this on the floor and everybody had their gear on, plant-built and big big letters and so I can't imagine if you guys can imagine like them being in this you know super hyper like athletic uh event where all these like superhuman people are gathered and like in comes through the (laughs) vegans like that must be such an awesome feeling I'll let you know how it goes afterwards (laughs) (laughs) it'll be awesome we're so proud of you yes Like I said earlier, I'm interviewing Jamal today, and he embarked on his vegan journey about six years ago, and it was really driven by desire to enhance his well-being. But unbeknownst to him, this choice not only transformed his health, but also triggered a ripple effect that reshaped his entire life path. His newfound awareness of the detrimental effects of the animal agriculture industry on animals and the environment really solidified his commitment to the vegan lifestyle, proving that thriving without animal products is possible. And Jamal, 
He is incredible. He's won so many awards, Katie. Like <gasps> he is so good at what he does. I love his uh, Instagram handle, Skinny Boy Vegan Games. Yes, and you know what, Katie? He actually talks about that towards the end of the end of the interview. He talks about where that name oh, came good. from. Oh, good. I'm intrigued. Yeah, it actually had a pretty cool story behind it. So I thought it was really interesting. Good. But okay. I love how you talk about the ripple effect that kind of changes his life. I feel like that's such a common thread through a lot of our podcast guests is like, not only do they change what's on their plate, but it in turn has this snowball effect of improving all these different facets of our life. And I just love how that's very unique to our movement. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel very privileged. Yeah, I could not agree more. So with Jamal, beyond his personal journey, Jamal excels as a program analyst dedicated to ensuring quality education, accessibility for Californians, and simultaneously, he thrives as a competitive bodybuilder and a coach, utilizing this platform to inspire and demonstrate that a vegan lifestyle can coincide with peak performance. Woohoo! Got to break those barriers, uh, bust those myths. That's right. That's right. So if you're listening to this episode before October 7th, before October 8th, definitely give Jamal a follow and check out the Plant Built team because we will be posting so much on social media this upcoming weekend as we spend our time at the Mr. America Expo events. Yay. Good luck, Ashley. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Let's welcome Jamal to the show. All right. Welcome to the show, Jamal. I am really excited to chat with you today and see you in a few days. Yes. <laughs> How are you feeling about everything coming up? Because have you done this before? Um, as in, I've done Mr. America. Okay. Yes, this will be my first time. So I'm okay. pretty excited about that. I know you're yeah. well well seasoned otherwise. <laughs> I know that you had a show a few weeks ago at this point. How was that? I saw it on social media and everything. Oh yeah, it was great. So I, this year, um, so this is like my fifth year competing and, uh, I moved over from men's physique and tested the waters and open bodybuilding. So this last show was an open bodybuilding show for me. Um, and I did better than I thought I would. Uh, the competition was pretty stiff, uh, I came in second place in the middleweight class. I was glad with that, especially seeing the other guys that I was competing with. I was just like, yes. ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I did uh, for the first time mixed pairs, which is uh, male female partnered teams that yes. compete. Um, and me and my partner, we won our class for that, so that was pretty fun. Um, that was a lot of work. Like she lives in Seattle, I live in the Bay area in California. So we're like a two hour flight from each other. Um, and a lot of our practice was done through Zoom. So. <laughs> wow, no way. So kind of paint a picture for us, for those of us who don't know what it looks like for uh, two people to be competing together. Like, what do you have to do to compete? Yes. Yeah, so um, it's kind of like synchronized swimming. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> So everything has to be in sync. Like you, you get on stage for your prejudging, you're standing next to each other and there are other partner teams there as well. Um, and your transitions have to be the same and time at the same time. Um, so there's a lot, there's some communication has to go on between partners when you're on stage to make sure that you're 
hitting all the poses the same way at the same time. And then you get to perform a routine um, after the prejudging. You do your, you know, side quarter turns and uh, mandatory poses. And then you have to perform a routine. And we, our routine was like three and a half minutes. So we did a whole song. Wow, <laughs> that's a long time. Yes, yes. And, um, you know, sometimes it would highlight her. Sometimes the routine would highlight me. And then we'd come together and we'd be in sync. And, you know, you have to have to smile at the same time and move around the, the stage at the same time. It's pretty, it's, it requires a lot of practice. Like we started practicing in June or no, not June, January. Oh my goodness. <laughs> to compete in September. So yeah. Wow. It, yeah, it was pretty wild, but it was fun. Once we, we actually got on stage and, and did our thing, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Are you planning on doing it again? Yes. Okay. Not sure when. Okay. <laughs> My partner is like, she's she wants she reached out to me yesterday, actually, and she's like, oh, you want to do this show in May? And I'm like, uh, I have to get through this season first yeah. <laughs> before I make any final decisions about yes. this year. Yep. I ask because for those of you who are listening, you have to follow Jamal and kind of get a sense of what this looks like. Because I was watching it and it's it's a very beautiful thing what you're doing up there with your partner. Um, And so I just I think it's helpful for people to kind of like actually see it. So you can check it out in May when Jamal does it again. Or I'm sure you have some videos up now, too. But that is a lot of work for and a lot of time up there on the stage. Do you have like a choreographer or is this something that you all do together? Um, so we actually have an amazing pose coach who <laughs> choreographed the routine for us. Um, and yeah, it, she's, I, I literally, I wish I could like tap into her brain and figure out how she comes up with these things. Cause it was, it was amazing. Um, just, and I was like, we're, as she goes through and, like figures out each part. It was like, I was like looking at her, like, what is she actually doing? What is she yeah. thinking? What's yes. going on in her brain? Yes. Oh, I bet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, I would love to go back several, several years ago. I have a, like a small glimpse of your story, but I'm really curious to hear how one, how you got into bodybuilding and physique, and then also too how your vegan journey transpired as well. So I would love for you to kind of just take us back there and walk us through everything. <laughs> Okay. Well, it really kind of, so as far as the vegan thing, that's what happened first for me. Um, and that, that took years. <laughs> I was, um, I would say it probably started 10 years ago, um, with a visit to my doctor's office. So I was 34 years old, went in for a physical, um, was told that I was borderline pre-diabetic. And I had high cholesterol and high blood pressure, um, which I was just like, what? I, you know, I didn't have any of the the outward signs of any of that. Um, I was pretty normal sized and uh, thought I was eating pretty healthy, <laughs> um, but wasn't. I was also in the restaurant business at that time. So it was like I was going to different restaurants all the time and eating whatever I could, like, you know, ordering complete menus, um, just to ta- test things. It was research and development. Yeah, of course. Right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and 
So I started to look for ways of correcting those ailments uh, through food. And it took some years because I was like, at the time I was like, ah, I'll never be vegan. That's like, you know, that's extreme. Of course, yes. <laughs> um, and so I, maybe a couple years after that, I did go vegetarian for a while. And I noticed that I, the way I felt was a lot better as far as, you know, digestion and things of that nature. And I went back and forth for a while. And then it was 2017. So it was six years ago. Um, one day I went out and I had brunch with a friend and we had a vegetarian brunch. And I just felt so horrible. I think it was the dairy. And I was like, I just want to know what it feels like to not have dairy for a while. And so I was like, I'm going to go vegan for a month and <laughs> see how it goes. Um, and I did it for a month and never looked back. And I was like, oh, I just felt amazing. Um, and I think I did it in a way like I was trying to do it in a very healthy way. Um, so I, you know, I was eating a lot of vegetables and fruits and nuts and seeds and legumes and all of those things things and realized I really enjoyed them yes. <laughs> and I didn't I didn't miss the meat <laughs> and so <laughs> I felt full I felt and it was almost like a cleanse which was also amazing yes. <laughs> um and so yeah I, I did that and then I was like you know what I need to also at that point I was looking towards 40 so I'm like, okay, I, I want to be in the best shape of my life by the time I turn 40. I had a couple years to, to achieve that uh, goal. And that's kind of when the bodybuilding came into play. Because I think I was about six months away from my 40th birthday. And a friend of mine was like, you should compete. And I was like, ah, you know, it's that's not something I ever thought about. He's like, well, I'll help you. And he was a pro men's physique athlete at the time. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Uh, um, and I hit the stage for the first time a couple, like six weeks after I decided I was going to do it and just fell in love with the sport, uh, the creativity, the, you know, the artistry that goes into it, which people don't necessarily think about. They just think about, oh, hitting the weights, but it's, a lot of it's displaying, being able to display the work we do in the gym on the stage in a beautiful way. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm hooked now. It's like, okay, now what's next? Yes. <laughs> Wait, so you did it six weeks after you were introduced to it? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I just did it then. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing, but I'm just kind of one of those people. It was very... Um, it was in a time in my life where I was like, I I was doing things that were uncomfortable for me. And this was completely out of my comfort zone. So I was like, okay, let's let's just do it, even though I don't know how this is gonna come out. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, I feel like we can all honestly take a lot from that situation where because I feel like so often we kind of just stay inside our comfort zones and we don't sort of branch out or step out. And I think that's a great example of like you really didn't put much, I mean, this, this is me kind of putting words in your mouth. You didn't probably think about it a whole lot or stew on it where you talk yourself out of it. You're like, I'm doing it. And that was it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. 
Okay, Jamal, I do have to go back to the vegetarian vegan thing though. How, did your doctor recommend it originally or how was like that specific lifestyle introduced to you? That's very, that, no, my doctor okay. didn't recommend it at all. Um, my doctor recommended that I cut out carbs. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, which is kind of completely the opposite of what happened. Yep. <laughs> I just moved more towards the complex carbs. Uh, but um, no, so initially a friend of mine was vegetarian. He had me watch, uh, I think it was Forks Over Knives with him. And um, he was like, I'm going to go vegan. And I was like, well, I'll go vegetarian. It, it was kind of like a bet. And I did it for like four months um, and felt great. Um, and then I was in a situation where I wasn't prepared. So I went for, I think, four months into this journey. I went to uh, New Orleans for a conference for work. And I was, I didn't have, like, I was tired of eating salads. <laughs> so I, at that point, was like, still kind of on the fence. I didn't really know my, my why yet. Um, so I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to have some seafood while I'm here. And I had a bit of seafood while I was there. And then I came back home and I kind of did this the flexitarian thing for a while um, where I would cook vegetarian at home, but wouldn't restrict myself when I go out with friends there. And I noticed there's just there's a social hurdle you like I had to get over um, where I didn't I didn't want to have that pressure when I went out um, of being different. <laughs> um, but eventually I got over that and I was like, you know, I, and that happened when I decided to go vegan and really kind of hone in on why vegan aligned with my morals and values as well. And so then from that point, I was like, okay, well, if I'm eating something that I don't, feel fits what I believe, then, you know, I'm going, I'm not living my true life or my truth. So from then on, it's like, yeah, no, I don't eat animals. I don't wear animals. I don't use animals in any kind of way um, that I, and if I learn that I'm using something that has some animal products, I just stop using it. So wow. I mean, it sounds like your why was so strong that it didn't matter if you went out to eat with friends and you were the different one or kind of the weird one of like, oh, well, there's Jamal ordering a salad again or, you know, right. tofu. <laughs> but your why, it, it was like, no, this is my lifestyle now. And it's so aligned that I can't go back doing what I was doing beforehand. It's very true. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then it sounds like, too, from there going into, and I want to make sure I speak correctly, physique or bodybuilding was, what was the original thing that you? It was physique. Physique. Yes. Okay. It sounds like your why was like, I really want to be in the best shape of my life going into my forties. And it sounds like that's what propelled you into the world of physique and competitions. And then you haven't looked back since. Yes, absolutely. Um, that whole part, it was, it, I think the competing kind of put, put real time on my me trying to meet my goals so it's like I had I had a deadline basically um whereas like when I first started I was like 38 and I was like oh you know I got two years to get in the best shape of my life at that point it was crunch time and from there it's like okay I got I got there I was in the best shape of my life by the time I turned 40 but I had a show like literally a month before and so it was like okay 
I got there a month early. <laughs> and now what's next? You know, so I'm in the best shape of my life. So what's next? Um, so I just kept doing it because I felt like it pushed me um, to even. And now my goals are just to continue get, to get better. So I'm always trying to beat myself. Not really worried about the rest of the competition on the stage. Um, it's all about me just getting better and better. Yeah. You actually had that on your story recently. It was a picture of you from several years ago and a picture of you today. And it said something mm-hmm. like me versus me, which I thought was pretty profound. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Can you kind of speak to that versus maybe comparing yourself to other people? Because I think when we embark on whatever journey it is, whether it's veganism or comp- some sort of competition um, in sport, I think it's so hard to not get caught up in comparing yourself to like what other people are doing. Um, so how do you kind of try to stay focused on maybe comparing yourself to yourself? You know, I think part of it, like I, I imagine if I started this much when I was much younger, I probably wouldn't have had that. I would have been comparing myself to others. Um, I think starting this later in life, for one, I have a really good uh, team around me. So my coach, she's been competing. She's also my post coach. She's been competing since the 80s. Um, and, you know, she's like a two-time world champion. She's she's awesome. <laughs> um, and she really kind of kind of drove that for me. Because I think when I, even when I first started, I was just like, you know, well, that guy, you know, looks amazing. Or, you know, that, you know, how am I going to compete? in this class with, you know, these people who are just way far beyond me. And she reminded me that my journey is mine and it it doesn't have anything to do with anyone else. And if I want to improve, I need to focus on me. I need to focus inward. And so that's kind of what I've been doing the majority of the time. Um, I was like, you know, I'm not trying to look like anybody else because I can't. That's that's not something I can control. <laughs> I have my genetics, my body. And so my goal is has moved from the comparison with others to really just kind of being the best me that I can be um, and build the best physique for me. Um, it's not for anybody else. You know, if I go out and compete, um, Yes, I'm going to be compared to other people and there may be placings and, you know, I've, I've come in first, I've come in last. I still have to enjoy it. Um, and so for me, like focusing on me is what and really being happy, genuinely happy, no matter what the placings are. I, I've gotten to a point where I just don't let that steal my joy because I don't think it there's value in it, but it it doesn't define my value. So. That's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. Well, amen to that. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I think that's wonderful. Well, so when you started getting into competing, and even now, I'm curious, and we got a couple questions, actually, because we interviewed Danny and Giacomo as well already. So we've had them on the show. Um sure. But how does competing affect maybe your lifestyle or your family or career going out? Like, is there much impact, you know, since the past six years since you've been doing this? There was initially, <laughs> and I think it, you know, I when I moved into this lifestyle, I was like so focused that I was just like, you know, I I can't allow myself to go out or you know, I need to just stay at home and work on things. Um, 
which I think the pandemic kind of helped with that <laughs> yep. because we were, you know, having to stay, stay isolated. But then I found after things started to open up again that I still wanted to, I wanted to be around people. Um, so I worked on figuring out how to have a happy medium. Um, you know, like I, my friends will invite me to go to dinners or whatever. So I would go, but I would bring my own food. And finding that balance, I think, is really important um, because you can get lost in this and not enjoy the certain things in your life. And for me, I I want to be able to do everything. So, you know, I want to be able to compete and compete at the highest level, but I also want to spend time with friends and family. And I think actually being vegan beforehand really helped with all the social pressures because I'd already dealt with those beforehand. Um, so once, you know, I was always eating differently from people. I had been eating differently from my friends um, once I went vegan and my family as well. Um, so now it's like, you know, well, he's still vegan, but he's still he's bringing his own food because he's eating other things for his goals. So that that actually really helped that I think about I've thought about that, actually. It was like, you know, being vegan first actually really helped me to be able to incorporate this competing part of my life as well as um, still being able to have those social interactions with my friends my family so yeah yeah and the training doesn't really get in the way get in the way because I I wake up early and I do that in the morning okay yeah <laughs> no one else I'm sure yeah. is up <laughs> right right but it does require a lot so I travel a lot for work so it requires a lot of um coordination so I'm you know I have a bag that I and I prep all my food when I go on a business trip and I pack my bag with it um and that bag is specifically for food. <laughs> and then you also, I also have to like figure out, okay, if I run out of something or something goes bad, how can I still eat towards my goals and um, and be somewhere where I'm not necessarily familiar with what's happening in the food scene? So yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, I think that's helpful too for a lot of people who do travel. That it is helpful. You know, this is part of your lifestyle, and it's helpful whether you are bringing all your food or whether you just want to get a few workouts in while you're traveling, I think it's helpful to kind of plan ahead. It's a good reminder at least to plan ahead and just do what you can to make sure that you're continuing to do these things that are important to you or matter to you or kind of pour back into yourself that you find value in. Right. Yeah. I'm curious too, Jamal, do you get any pressure? You know, I know you've been doing this for a while now and it sounds like going vegan really kind of helped laid the foundation um, as you got into physique as well with just getting pressure from other people. But do you get any pressure to do things like to take anything or does like anyone try to pressure you and like, oh, well, you need to be eating meat or you you need to be taking whey protein shakes. Like, does that happen or has it happened in the past six years or so? It has. There, there are a lot of like, especially back, um, backstage at shows you know once people find out that i'm vegan it's just like oh man that's got to be hard how do you get enough protein is the first question always and wouldn't it be easier if you just like you know had fish or or meat or something you know and i was like well this is not this sport isn't easy right <laughs> let's just start there um and i really have 
Well, one of my missions is to like debunk all of those myths about needing meat to build. And so it's, it's kind of one of those things where like, I'm like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll have conversations. I'll talk, I'll say my piece. Um, I explain to people why I, sh- I will even show them my food. I was like, and I'll tell them about the breakdown of the macros and everything. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, it's for me, it's planting seeds. Um, I'm not trying to like throw veganism in people's faces. I, I think you have to be open to it and, I can be that person when you are open to it to kind of just, here you go, here's here's a little seed, here's a little nugget. Because even for me, it wasn't something that I, like if someone would have tried to force it on me when I was not, not open to it, I would I would have just rejected it even more. Um, so for me, it's just like, okay, I'm going to be the example and really kind of, you know, just plant seeds where I can and people will come to their their own conclusion once they're ready. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you're also showcasing that I'm no different than you, even though I'm eating vegan, like we're all up on the stage together and you can't tell that I'm vegan versus anybody else. You know, it's not right. like it's obvious. <laughs> right. so, yeah. Well, I'm curious too, because we all, you know, after listening to a couple episodes about competitions and competing there was a question about like, how do you stay grounded when a judge, and you kind of touched on this a little bit, but when a judge is sort of picking you apart in a way or judging your body, how do you stay grounded? Or again, just kind of remind yourself that, you know, this is who I am. My worth isn't based on maybe a judge's opinion of me. Yes. So, you know, I I think that comes back to um, the, the team you have around you. Like I, yes, I'm the one who's on stage and I do all the work in the gym, but I have a team of folks around me who support me. Um, My coach for one, Um, there's a community of folks, natural bodybuilders as well, who who I belong to. Um, And I think that really helps. Um, My coach is very much of the mind. It's more about what you display on stage and, and, reminding myself of what my journey has been and where I've come from and where I am now. So that's why I do, I do actually post a lot of like, okay, this is where I started and this is where I am now. For one, I like to show people that it's not something that happens overnight. Um, It takes time, energy, consistency, and all of those things. Um, I think another thing that helps me or that has helped me is I've sat at the judge's table. So I understand how things can shake out. Um, I've seen how, you know, even judges, they they will have like differences of opinions and it's a numbers game. <laughs> so sometimes the numbers shake out in your favor and sometimes they don't. And it could be really close. Um, you know, the last show I did, I literally think, I got the judges' scores back um, and the feedback for m- myself. And I was literally like, the person who beat me beat me by one point. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that, to me, that doesn't take anything away from him. He was great. I thought he should have won. He deserved it. <laughs> but to see that I was that competitive with him was actually good for me. Um, and I, I always find that when I don't place high, that's when I learn the most. Um, I 
And the federation I compete in, I go, um, they usually have an opportunity for you to talk to the judges right after so you can get immediate feedback. And I think that that is so valuable. So I I do that and I, I recommend it to every athlete because the placings may not dictate what um, what every judge felt. Um, so being able to get feedback from the judges immediately, I think is so, so crucial to helping you. If you want to get better in the sport, you got to get the feedback and apply it. <laughs> Yeah. It sounds like that's really helpful, like to get that feedback. And I'm sure it was really helpful for you to also be in the judges seat, you know, just kind of understanding like what they're looking at and where they're coming from too. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And we talk a lot on this show that that type of feedback is, is feedback. There's, you're not failing. It's nothing like that. It really is so beneficial when maybe you don't do as well as maybe you're hoping or whatever the case may be being able to take that feedback and utilize it to grow and evolve as a person is really, really valuable. Right. What I find in the sport is it's controlling your emotions. Mm, yes. <laughs> so when you're on stage, you know, you're sometimes our, our emotions take over and we do things that we didn't necessarily practice. Um, and it could like go the wrong way for us. So being able to really control your emotions is like, so important. Well, congratulations. I mean, I know that you are you are really good at what you do. So I cannot wait to meet you in person in a few days too. <laughs> and see you compete. Hopefully we can all watch each other as much yeah, as possible. That would be awesome. Yeah. Is there anything in particular since because neither you or I have been to Mr. America, anything in particular that you're looking forward to? Um, so I, I mean, I've been mostly competing in the WNBF, so it'd be interesting to compete with folks from other federations as well. Um, I've, I've watched some of the older clips of, uh, uh their physique classes. So I'm like, okay, I, I want to know what, what the stage walk looks like. And, um, I'm choreographing mine now, so okay. <laughs> I'm excited about that. Um, it would just be nice to, you know, see it's to me, this is this is a big show. So um it'd be nice to see how I compare to other folks, even though I'm not I have no expectations going into it. Um it it just it seems like a lot of fun. So I, I was like, okay, this is this is gonna be really cool. Their physique class is a little different from what I'm used to. Um so I've had I'm having to figure out because they have different mandatory poses um having to figure out that piece so that's going to be a little bit of a challenge but other than that i'm i'm just super stoked at and also to be representing uh with the vegan strong team is just awesome which yes. i'm super excited about <laughs> yeah i'm i think that i just think it's such a cool opportunity that all of us can get together and compete mm-hmm. together in different sports it's going to be really exciting Yes. Yeah. But it sounds like for this competition in particular, it's a little bit different than what you're used to. Yes. So it incorporates a little bit more of um, bodybuilding mandatory poses than what the Federation I compete in does. Like we don't do any anything that's bodybuilding for men's physique. So no double overhead biceps. No. Yeah. So this this will be a little different wearing board shorts and kind of figuring out how to do that in a physique way. Um, yeah, so it's, <laughs> I try to like keep, 
both of them in their own lane. So physique is one thing and bodybuilding is another. Um, okay. But now it's going to have to figure out how to combine them a little bit to to be able to be competitive in this in this competition. Yeah. 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 Well, best of luck to you. I know you're going to be amazing. Um, and I'm so excited to meet you, like I said, in person as well. So yeah. yes. I just want to remind folks that it's it's because I see a lot of athletes who want to get out there and compete or and you know, everyone wants to win. <laughs> it's like no one steps on the stage thinking I don't want to win, right? Um I, but folks get a little leery about doing it because they don't want to lose. Um, and so really, you know, want to remind people that it's this is a journey. It's not typically a one and done type thing. It's like, you know, you you get better the more that you do it, like with anything. Um, so if you're interested in competing, I would definitely recommend doing it. Um, just getting out there and trying it out and then learning each time you get out there. Um, and doing it in a natural way is something that's very important to me. Um, I, I've worked with clients who, who are using performance enhancing drugs. Um, and I've also worked with clients who are natural. And I really kind of try to promote the natural. Um, even though it's not as popular, <laughs> it's not as big, you know, we're not IFBB pros, which is what, what everybody knows as bodybuilders. Um, you can still compete and there's a space for you if you want to do it naturally. Um, there's many places, actually. There's so many federations uh, out there for natural athletes. And it's it's just, uh, if you want to do it in a healthy way, <laughs> it is possible. <laughs> also want to remind people of that because I, I have a lot of conversations with folks at gyms who are like, oh, competing is it's so unhealthy. You have to do things like dehydrate, which you don't. <laughs> I I do it in a very different way. Um, and I've been successful in doing it in a way that is healthy and that allowed me to meet all my health goals as well as my physical appearance goals. <laughs> and and um, doing it as a vegan, you know, I, I, I haven't had to sacrifice any of my values in order to compete and no one should have to do that. Um, it's just about figuring out a way to do it that works for you. Um, and that could, that's very individual for everyone. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Cause I think you're right. I think everyone has a different experience. So I really appreciate you sharing your experience and and what you recommend too. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This has been awesome. Yes. Okay. So we're going to meet in a few days. If people want to follow you, support you, encourage you as you're on the stage this weekend, where's the best place for them to do that? So I'm on Instagram. Um, my Instagram handle is skinny boy vegan gains. Um, and I, you know, people are like, why skinny boy? <laughs> I am naturally a thin person. Um, if you see me in clothes, you would not be able to tell that I compete. <laughs> um, it's not until I get out on stage and you're like, oh, whoa, he's, he's a little different there. <laughs> um, so I've, I've actually, that name came about from my first show that I ever competed in. Although I've been called skinny before, a friend of mine, a coworker actually, um, 
kept telling me after the show, like how skinny I looked. Um, so I was like, well, I'm going to, I just started, you know, and I knew that I have a ways to go. Um, so I, I just owned that name. I was like, I'm going to take on that name. <laughs> and I changed my Instagram handle to skinny boy, vegan gay. And now it's like, people are like, why are you calling yourself skinny? <laughs> like, well, it, there's a his or there's a story behind that. Yep. Um, but that's, that's where you can find me. That's where I'm the most active. It's on Instagram. Perfect. We'll include that link. It's in the show notes right now. So you can go check out Jamal and encourage him this weekend as he competes. So Jamal, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you and just all the work that you're doing in the vegan space and in the physique space as well. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's been awesome. Absolutely. Well, good. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today and we'll catch you on the next episode, Jamal. I'll see you in a few days. All right. See you then. Thank you so much for listening to the Plant-Centered and Thriving Podcast today. If you found this episode inspiring, please share it with a friend or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally say thank you. Until next time, keep thriving.